to Just Friends, the podcast where a woman was tricked into marrying a man who was supposed to be a rich lawyer so she never had to work again, which turned out to be the opposite of true. And now they watch <laughs> Friends together for the first time ever. <laughs> I'm Becca. I'm Chris. The, you know, aforementioned trickster. I didn't, I didn't trick you. There was no, there was never like a, I'm not like a stick with me, baby. I'm going to be rolling in dough later. That was never then a conversation that happened. why did you tell me you were going to law school? Was it just a lie the, about where yeah, I was for three years? It's the Im- implication or insinuation. Yeah. And you know what happened when you insinuate? insinuate. You make an you in incinerate out of- everyone. <laughs> watched the one with frank jr which is season three episode five of just friends and also friends the tv show <laughs> yes <laughs> the, the aforementioned episode <laughs> the episode this week was written by i don't know Shayna goldberg mian and scott silveri and i guess i forgot to put down the director because that's all i wrote Right? But I actually More... liked this episode. I thought it was okay. Uh, really? I mean, I, for this season, like it was, it was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you know, we've already talked about how bad some of the early ones mm-hmm. were. I don't think it was as good as the last episode. Um, yeah, I don't know. I liked it a lot. I, th- I think it might be better than the last episode, for me at least. Agree to disagree. I mean, the last episode had more laughs, but this had more. Yeah, that's what I want. You know, more quality. Quality. Yeah, more story quality. Which one? Joey building an, an entertainment stand? Yeah, uh, stand? told us a lot about Joey. What? It just, I feel like he's like, hey guys, my uh, sling is off. I need, <laughs> like, I, I need to do I need things. to prove that, you know, I'm... Yeah, I'm still a man. Yeah, that I've got it. I'm yeah. handy. I've, I've, you know, I can do stuff. <laughs> yeah, like nothing's holding me back. Yeah, that was... Uh, you know, they should have worked that, that in, actually. I was kind of surprised that they just, you know, he just didn't have it. There was no... Uh, yeah. Like, you know, he didn't, nothing yeah, about he like, wasn't him getting like, rid of it or anything. Or, yeah, because it could know. have been like when Chandler comes in. So, I mean, this is how the episode starts. Chandler comes in and he's like, uh, did a tree factory explode in here or something? I don't remember. He says something. No, he's dumb. like, did a forest, uh, like, wrong you or something? Oh, or yeah. Something along those lines about uh, yeah. taking revenge on did a forest. Did a tree factory explode? Is he taking revenge <laughs> on a forest? One of these two things is right. Um <laughs> Well, one, did a tree factory explode? That doesn't just be like, free lumber. <laughs> it's a little singed and a little bit of human viscera. God. There were people inside the factory when it exploded? Sure. It was their negligence that caused the explosion. <laughs> okay. Before we get down the whole, you know, back history of all the various employees who exploded in this tree factory... So Chandler comes in and Joey is just, you know, he's got lumber everywhere. He's got a whole workbench set up. The furniture seems to be gone yeah, in he's general. Got like a, he's got like a table, you know, yeah. like a circular saw. He's got all these tools yeah. and everything. And he's he's wearing, measuring stuff. Yeah, he's measuring stuff. He's wearing his tight work pants from the 80s. Yeah, which are, by today's standards, not that tight. Very loose. Yeah, <laughs> they're like only slightly tighter than the pants I'm wearing now. Oh, really? I didn't even think that they were that tight. Oh, they're definitely like a little bit, but they're not. I have yeah. pants that I think are tighter, maybe a little, yeah. but like, yeah, they're not uh, by today's standards. Not they're that hilariously tight. baggy. He might as well be wearing jinkos. Yeah, they're they're like 
tapered, you know, mm-hmm. but they're not yeah. uh, like super tight. Yeah, and they don't look particularly 80s to me either. Yeah, maybe back then people were yeah. more sensitive to these right. things and understood it. This is like on another podcast we learned that, you know, when you actually see pictures of people from certain eras, they don't look like, uh, they typically look like the people of the next era, actually. So what you think of as 80s is probably more likely early 90s. That's uh, Remember that they were talking about that on uh, Decoder Ring? Yeah, I wonder how true that is across. Mm-hmm. It's just a recent thing, but whatever, yeah. Either way, those pants didn't look... Uh, like, if, the, if no one made a joke about them, it wouldn't be like, what? I mean, they might yeah. be tight. I guess just because they wear so many baggy, flowy things. That's true. Everything show. is huge. Yeah, generally. Yeah. Right, because it is the 90s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and things are big. Okay. Anyway, so uh, Joey, he wants to build an entertainment... Well, he no, actually, he says... A mailbox. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know how I'm always talking about how we need somewhere to put the mail? <laughs> and it's hilarious because, like, mail, little side table is typically what people think of, but Joey's got, you know, his whole tree factory in there, so mm-hmm. it's... And then he's like, and then I decided to take it to the next step. He's like, <laughs> what if it's, you know, like a total entertainment you know, whatever. Center. Yeah, total entertainment center, like, with a mail slot. With a mail cubby. <laughs> yeah, with a mail cubby. <laughs> and Chandler's like, uh, okay, you know, doing his whole, like, big eyes, nodding thing. Oh, also, he chopped open Chandler's door. He's Yeah, he, like, sliced, like, the bottom third yeah. off, off, so it's on, like, well, it's yeah, on, it's like, on one, one hinge. hinge. Yeah. yeah. How he managed to do that without damaging anything around the door <laughs> is pretty, pretty impressive. <laughs> And he tells him, Joey tells him pretty uh, casually, he's like, oh, yeah, I uh, yeah, he's like the, the, caught like, your door or yeah, something. Yeah, he's like the, the power saw like, got yeah. away from me or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the real story, the real A-plot is obviously Frank Jr., Phoebe's younger brother that we learned about, I don't know, last, last season. season. Yeah. Now, not that this is uh, played by Giovanni Rubisi, and it's obviously not the first time that we've seen him. But last time wasn't even the first time we saw him because he was that condom boy in, like, the season one. Remember we talked about that before? Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, it, it would almost make sense that that was oh, the yeah. same character. I'm definitely... That was my theory last time. And after, like, he was doing his whole thing this time, it definitely seems like it. Yeah. I mean, I think when it happened, I don't think that the, like, the writers were thinking, like, well, this is him. Because they would have called it out by now. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It would have, like... No, no, no. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that it's just a coincidence, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe he was being typecast at that time. I mean, maybe. Maybe they just did that, you know. They, when they made the Generic brother, New they were like, what about that guy who did, uh, you know, the condom thief or whatever. <laughs> like, just, you know, why even do an audition? Just bring him in. That guy was so good. Yeah. He was good. I did like him. Yeah, he was great. I yeah. really liked him. And so that's one of the reasons that I think this episode is better. I'm a real sucker for old school 90s sitcom celebrity hackery. <laughs> <laughs> Giovanni Rubisi, not uh, a celebrity at this point, right? This is more like George Clooney and whatever, ER, General Hospital, whatever he was on. Even less than that. I mean, he was at least like a main character in that That's show. true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other like early celebrities who have done things like uh, one-offs, and you're like, "Oh my god, that's so I funny!" Feel like there's like oh, in, you know what? Like other sitcoms. Um, there's always George, Jason, Jason Alexander, and McDonald's commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or there's like other people in shows where they yeah. uh, people any lots of people in Law and Order. <laughs> mm. You know, I've never been able to confirm this. I just 
And now we have Disney Plus. Maybe they have Angels in the Outfield on it. But I'm pretty sure that Matthew McConaughey plays like a reporter in that movie. Like a one-off, you know, just one-line guy. Didn't we look this up? Did we? I don't know. I feel like you've brought this up before. Okay. I have talked about it before. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) I need to figure that out for sure. Okay. So anyway, so that's why like I like this episode because there's so many celebrities in it. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Two. (laughs) Plus the other six. (laughs) Well, sure. They're always there. Yeah. So Frank is coming in and Phoebe is waiting outside of the coffee house for him and uh, Rachel comes out and she's like, hey, like, how's it going? Where's Frank? And she's like, oh, Phoebe's like, oh, don't worry. Frank's always late. And Phoebe's, or Rachel's like, didn't you only meet him once? And Phoebe's like, yeah, but it feels so, like, big sisterly to say that. And that's a general theme for the episode. You know, she's sort of just trying to really... Desperately. Yeah. Trying to have evoke a, a familial brother's, connection. Yeah. yeah. Sister bond, which is interesting to me because Phoebe has so many family complications herself that... And, and she says this. She says that this is, like, her last desperate grasp at having a family since, like, everyone is... Yeah, she's good because mm-hmm. the rest of her family life is all fucked up. Yeah. But it's it's interesting that she, like, continues to have optimism that this could work out, you know? Yeah, it's she's like, always pretty optimistic. I feel like I would be like, oh, no, I'm done with family. Like, the family is just nonsense. Yeah, you know, she's she's different than you. Willing to, to get out there. Oh. Okay, so... Turns out Rachel wasn't, like, you know, being sweet out there at all. She just needed a cup, and she takes it and goes back in. Mm. Not much to say there. Frank comes in, meets Monica and Rachel. He meets the whole gang. Meets the whole gang. Is especially enthralled with Monica and Rachel. Well, well, yeah, as soon as he meets Monica, he goes, whoa. (laughs) And then uh, I'm like, oh, and this is Rachel. And he's like, whoa. (laughs) Like, very uh, real thirsty. Yeah. Not hiding it at all. And... He turns to Chandler and Ross and he's like, how do you guys get anything done? (laughs) And Chandler's like, huh, we don't really. (laughs) Phoebe asks what he wants to do, like in the city. He wants to go down to Times Square to get some ninja stars. Yeah, ninja stars. And he uh, has his camera with him because his friend Larry wants him to get a picture of a hooker for him. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking if he's doing this in Times Square in the 90s, might be a little late already. I don't know. I mean, that may have been like the start, mm-hmm. but I'm of sure you fall. could still find, you know, a prostitute there if you wanted to. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, an, av- an avenue over or so. Well, sure. It was always, you know, well, not always, but for a long time, it was an avenue over. We, Chris and I in the, in Queens, in our Queens apartment, we live pretty close to, it's actually pretty much shut down now, but um, a fairly prominent modern prostitute street. Roosevelt Avenue? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that not that part of Roosevelt Avenue. But it's not that far away where it starts. We've definitely, yeah. like, been walking, like, to the Woodside Station and seeing prostitutes. Yeah, I mean, a little. But, yeah, it's once you get into, like, Jackson Heights and stuff, it gets... Yeah. That's where you can find your your prostitutes. I mean, Chris is obviously much more well-versed in where the prostitutes actually are. <laughs> I see one prostitute, and I'm like, there's prostitutes here. Yeah, I mean, if you're picking them off, off the street, you're not doing it right. you got to know, <laughs> you know, the bars to go in the words to say to find the secret back rooms there was a woman once chris and i were walking back from brooklyn or something i don't know we were in this weird part of queens of like sunnyside long island city right near the cemeteries cemetery district Mm -hmm. they should really give these like neighborhoods names where it's just cemeteries (laughs) yeah we were walking back from greenpoint yeah and there was this woman like um fighting with a guy 
who was like trying to pull her into a car and she was like no like i don't want to she was wearing very little <laughs> yeah very very scant- scantily clad yeah and we were really in the middle of nowhere queens like there is it's right by 495 and two cemeteries yeah the it's, LIE. yeah it's just yeah. it's just like yeah it's an off ramp from <laughs> the highway or the expressway yeah so i ran up to her and i was like oh my god girl, it's been so long since I've seen you. And I like embraced her in a hug and like kind of pulled her away from the guy who was really still in the car. So if he really wanted to pull this hooker into a car, he should have, you know, you got to get out. You can't just like, if you're going to be pulling them down, you've already lost your leverage. She's obviously not into it anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, normally the the prostitutes are the ones who are being the aggressor in this scenario. They're, you know, the ones making the money. Mm -hmm. It's usually... So, yeah, this guy was clearly, you know, up to no good. Yeah. And then she she played along. She was like, oh, hey. And the guy, like, you know, drove away. He got in the car. He left. And then I was like, um, are you okay? Like, whatever. I was like, where are you going to go? And she said she was going to take the R train. We were still so far away from the oh, R yeah. train. Yeah, we were nowhere near the R train. Nowhere. Like, I don't know, a 50-minute walk from the nearest R train stop, maybe? <laughs> Yeah, I hope she meant the seven train or something. <laughs> and I, I said that I was like the R train, like the R train that's in like Astoria and like. Uh, well, I guess you could get it at uh, Queens Plaza underground, doesn't it? It's Queens Plaza. That's still that's so far away. Yeah, but that's probably the closest to where we were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like maybe Northern Boulevard was the closest, but Oof, that's, no, 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 that's no, no you're out. right. That's way far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Queens Plaza was probably the closest. Wow. She was very far away from Queens Plaza. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, logistics of New York City aside. <laughs> she... We'll post a map on the yeah. Instagram. <laughs> she didn't. I was like, re- like, okay, we'll walk with you. Like, we're going to the 7 train. It's a lot closer. <laughs> um, like, you can come with us. We can wait with you until you get a car or something. And she was like, no, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And we walked away. But I've always, like, felt like... You know, what are you supposed to do? We're not her parents. Yeah. She's still an adult. You know, she was out of imminent danger. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Larry wants a picture of a hooker. <laughs> if he hung out with yeah, me, he'd so... get plenty of them. <laughs> so we snapped a shot of her and walked away. <laughs> so they later go back to, in the next scene with Frank and Phoebe, we see that they're back in Phoebe's apartment. He has his ninja stars now. And they're sitting on the couch, and Phoebe, like, suddenly jumps up and goes, oh, my God, can you roll your tongue? And... Yeah, it's very clear that she's just, like, thinking of stuff to say. Yeah. And, like, that they've been having, Awkward. like, yeah, sort of stupid question-answer time for a while. And she, you know, another one dawns on her. Mm-hmm. That's the, Yeah, that's a good uh, way to put it. So Frank, she's like, oh, he's like, oh, why? And she's like, oh, because I remember I could roll my tongue, and my mom couldn't, and... I thought maybe that's because I got it from my dad, and then you would have the same thing, both dads, something really awkward. And he's like, oh, yeah, like this? And then he rolls his tongue, and Phoebe's like, yeah. And then she puts her tongue out, and it's just not moving at all. She just sticks it out. Yeah, she just sticks it out, and she, like, looks very pleased. And he goes, uh, you're not doing it. And she's like, oh, that's right, my mom could do it, and I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, she's like, so we don't have that in common. <laughs> yeah. So then they just start, like, listing off each yeah. other's birthdays. Yeah, like, what's your birthday? It's yeah. Like February 16th or something. Or no, he's like, uh, his he's is October, October 25th, yeah, hers I is think. Like and hers 16th. is February 16th. Yeah. Like, I know a guy whose birthday is February 18th. She's, she's like, like, oh, it's 
Yeah, it's close. Yeah. For her birthday, or for his birthday, she says, your birthday's in October. That's near Halloween. Yes, yeah, that's the same month as Halloween. Yeah. Having just very awkward, stilted conversation. <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, what do you like to do? And he's like, melt stuff. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> How old is he supposed to be? I'm getting feeling like 16. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Yeah. But yeah, when he said the melt stuff, I'm like, I don't, yeah. I guess like it's just some some pyro teen. <laughs> yeah. He has a various uh, metal band shirts on throughout the episode. Yes. The, in the first day he's with her, he has a Motorhead mm-hmm. shirt on. And then the next day he has an Anthrax t-shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's like a Beavis and Butthead type character. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. sure. I mean, you know, they have ACDC yeah. t-shirt. Like and, he may uh, even be. And, and they is... love, uh, you know, fire. fire and, and they, <laughs> is it stuff. possible he's an homage to them? Like has Beavis and Butthead already come out at this point? I think, I think... it's 1996, right? Oh, they're definitely out by this point. Okay. Then. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, they might. He might be borrowing some uh, characteristic. I don't know if it's like, you know, like a total, like... Doesn't is, like, uh, one of them like head. to uh, light stuff on fire? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it definitely... But, but Beavis and Butthead are also just based on, like, you know, a trope of mm-hmm. idiot pyro kids, you know. So who knows if it's coming from... Uh, I or... thought Beavis and Butthead was a documentary about Mike Judge's childhood. <laughs> His split personality between... <laughs> He's half Beavis yeah. and half Butthead. Yeah. These are real deep theories. Wait for our next podcast of insane TV theories. <laughs> so Frank, living Beavis and Butthead combo. <laughs> no, I think he's more Beavis, He's though. a composite character. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to melt stuff, like we said. And Phoebe says to him later, like she's just watching him later melt stuff. Melting plastic spoons. Yeah. And he's like explaining you know what melts well and what he likes and doesn't like and she's like oh okay is it like art and he goes yeah you can melt art (laughs) another one of my favorite lines yeah well then and then later he's like oh it's like uh can i can i see your phone she's like oh yeah who do you need to call it's like oh no i want to melt it (laughs) (laughs) she's like uh maybe later and phoebe eventually she you can tell she's like feeling really disenchanted by this whole thing yeah it's not going she's not having the you know the familial connection that she so craves no she's having more of the familial connections that she already has she says uh i think i'm just gonna go to bed the fumes are giving me a headache and frank goes yeah he's like like, yeah they do (laughs) and then she before she goes to bed, she plops a fire extinguisher on the table. She goes, here, just in case. And he goes, oh, awesome. And he takes the fire extinguisher hose and immediately yeah. tries to melt it. Yeah, it was good. Next day, Phoebe and Monica are drinking coffee at the table. It looks like it's morning. And Frank Jr. is out on the deck in Monica's apartment doing some of his karate moves. Yeah, with some nunchucks. Yeah, they are bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, just kind of flailing. It's yeah. not anything. He's just and like making like shouting, shrieking sounds. <laughs> and really, really great physical work from uh, Giovanni Rubisi, if that's him out there. I'm sure it was. Yeah. Monica, like, you know, is kind of, well, Phoebe is talking about how it's not going well. Like that she thought that there would be a special connection, blah, blah, blah. It's not working out. And Monica's like, what kind of special connection do you think? That you're going to get from a brother. Like, all it is, and she starts listing off all different kinds of wedgies. She's like, uh, you know, you're getting wedgies, atomic wedgies, blah, blah, blah. I can't remember. She's like, we weren't always close. Like, it was years Mm -hmm. of, you know, fighting, whatever. 
Yeah, and she has an amazing uh, vocabulary for wedgies. <laughs> she names Mo. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe, you know, obviously still just, still wishing. This is where my notes get a little bit worse because our cat was, like, taking a nap on me and I didn't want to disturb him. <laughs> but they go back to Phoebe's apartment, uh, cut back to Phoebe's apartment, and they are watching something with an octopus and they both start bonding over that. And I was like, oh my God, I get that. Cause I love octopuses. Oh yeah. Well, he's like, he's just like, uh, he's like, that's a big octopus or something. And Phoebe's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. If you haven't yet, be sure to watch my friend, the octopus on Netflix. Something like that. Yeah. The documentary is called my octopus teacher. Yeah. Spectacular. So Phoebe gets a call. While they're talking or whatever, and she... It's from work. Uh, it's from work, and she obviously has to go in immediately because she has some sort of emergency massage situation. It's one of her regulars. Yeah. And it has to be Phoebe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, speaking really to her skill, um, and Frank Jr. is like, oh, you work in one of those like, places? you work in one of those massage parlors? Oh, you know what? She says... It's it's one of my regulars, and he's insisting that I do him, so... And Frank Jr. is immediately like, no? <laughs> yeah. And Phoebe, she, like, you know, keeps saying things that make it sound like she is a sex worker, because he's like, uh, where, where do you work? And she's like, oh, I'm a masseuse. And he's like, what? <laughs> He's like, you work in one of those massage parlors? She's like, well, we don't call it that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, oh, you know what? You could come down. Like, I could get one of the other girls to do you. She's like, isn't that what big sisters are for? And he's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's, you know, clearly thinking uh, happy ending massage. And or she's... full sex. I think he's thinking that this is oh, like. Yeah. Yeah. At least, yeah. The, because, happiest, the yeah. happiest of endings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> full penetration massage parlor and so he he's like oh uh, yeah and he's like uh one of the other girls is gonna do me she's like yeah i can't do you like the word you know it's too mm-hmm. weird really doubling down on the whole thing and as they walk out he asks do rachel and monica work at your at the massage parlor or something <laughs> it's never gonna happen frank yeah. I mean, maybe it does. I don't know. Oh, like, yeah, true. <laughs> maybe they run out of plot lines. Absolutely. So they get down to the massage parlor, and Phoebe's coworker comes bursting in, and Frank is, like, wrapped up in a sheet, and she's like, oh, this little perv, like, he just touched, uh, tried to touch my fanny. Mm-hmm. And I guess, does she mean rump or, like, the British well, but, version yeah. of? Okay. Why would she mean that? <laughs> just wondering. Where is he going? I'm just wondering his moves, Chris. He's just, you know, initiating. Yeah, but maybe he's going straight for snatch versus ass. Because in British English, fanny means... Yeah, and to use it in that context when there's zero, like, foundation for it, they would never do that. That's insane. Whatever. So she's like, oh, he just tried to touch my fanny, and he's like, you touched mine. And she's like, that's my job. So it's clear that he has tried to bang her. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then Phoebe's like, uh, you know, let me talk to, to Frank. And they basically, you know, fight about, not well, yeah, sort of fight. And she, like, you know, reprimands him. Like, yeah. I can't believe that you think that's what I do. Like, that's, like, yeah. I don't do I that mean, sort of he, stuff. I mean, he full on says that uh, he, he thought that they were going to have sex to the other masseuse. Yeah. And she was like, what? Like, what do you think? What do you think I am? And yeah, he's like, a, like a hooker, <laughs> like yeah. or a prostitute, something like that. 
And obviously, and then Phoebe, yeah, like you said, pulls him aside and they start talking and he's like, she's like, man, a real great ending to a perfect weekend. Very heavy with sarcasm. And he's like, yeah, you're right. It was a perfect weekend. And then I had to go and ruin it by feeling up your friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, when Phoebe was yelling at him, she's like, why, why do you think that like that, that was this kind of place or something? He's like, I don't know. Like it's, you know, it's the city. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, it's what happens. <laughs> But then they have a touching, you know, where she's, you know, being sisterly to him, you know, helping him out through this. You know, they're having a, some kind of weird family moment. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I, you know, she's like, oh, what parts of this weekend did you like exactly? And he's like, well, we had uh, so many nice talks. And she's like, okay, can you be more specific? And he's like, yeah, when um, I told you I like to melt stuff. <laughs> And then I told you I didn't like not stuff that didn't melt. Yeah, he's like, I told you my likes and dislikes. <laughs> I like melting stuff. I don't like stuff that doesn't melt. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, okay, yeah, actually, it was a pretty good weekend. You know, she comes around and is like, we still bonded. Because he's like, oh, I can talk to you because you're my sister. And, you know, it's a nice moment overall. Ends mm-hmm. nicely, positively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then that's a, it's a wrap on that plot. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be back to fulfill his, his dream of banging Monica and or Rachel. In Friends' first three-way. Ugh. Oh, both of them? Ugh. I, th- I was thinking Phoebe in one of them. <laughs> I was like, first, we Why? just covered this. It's no. gross. <laughs> the B-plot, I believe, is this whole Chandler woodworking thing? Or do you think well, it's the sex names? No, I think it's definitely... Well, I mean, either one. I don't know. But, I mean, the, the Joey one occupies a lot of time either one they're both i think it's the joey thing yeah that crosses you know both apartments he talks to like all the characters about it yeah so like we said in the beginning joey's chopped down chandler's door and trying to make an entertainment stand yep and at one point now joey is working on his entertainment stand and it's not going great he's put some other holes around and you know just things are a little bit chaos and I think he is drilling into the wall, and this is what really breaks it. So he's got this massive drill that he's putting Huge into drill the wall. Huge drill bit, yeah. It's like, like, it's like 18 inches long. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like really in there for a while. Chandler comes out, and he's like, uh, hello? Well, because it comes through the wall on the yeah. other side. And like Chandler was reading a book and like fell asleep in the corner, and the drill bit comes like <laughs> inches in front of his face. Yeah. Some great perspective comedy. Mm-hmm. And... Chandler's like, uh, what the fuck? You know, hello. <laughs> and Joey says, oh, sorry, did I, did did I, I get, get you? you? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you didn't get me. It's an electric drill. If you got me, I'd be dead. <laughs> and then I forget what Joey says, but then he like picks up his beer. He's like, yeah, we're out of beer. I'm going to Monica's. <laughs> and he like leaves the place in total chaos. Yeah. And then when he's at well, Monica's. Well, he, he says to Chandler, he's like, oh, like, I'm starting to think that you don't want this entertainment TV stand he's, he's thing. Like, yeah, I don't. <laughs> he's like, I don't. Joey says, oh, well, you should have said something earlier because I'm not a mind reader. <laughs> and taps his head with a pencil. It's really funny. He does go to Monica's where now he's like got this whole swagger. Like that's sort of the one of the funnier parts about this episode to me is that Joey has like the swagger and presence of someone who's a real woodworking real expert. Handy, real handyman. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Fic- if- fix anything kind of guy yeah he's like just going around like oh you could uh in monica's apartment you could probably take up that floor if you want because they've got those nice tiles on sale and she's like what's wrong with my bathroom floor 
And he's like, oh, it's all crummy and old. She's like, what? It's perfect. And he pulls aside the garbage can and shows her like, that's the real color of the floor. And Monica was repulsed. Kind of funny. I mean, you know, because she's such a neat freak that she wasn't already aware of this, but whatever. Mm. Just let that go. And Joey's like, yeah, this stuff, uh, it just comes right up. Yeah, she's like, you know, yeah, she's like, well, you know, how am I going to get the old floor out? He's like, oh, this stuff, this comes right up. And he's got like a chisel. He cracks off a little piece and he's like, oh, this whole thing is glued down. This is going to take forever. And he just gives he's her like, the piece. He's like, oh, you should just keep it the way it is. <laughs> yeah. And he tries to give her back the piece and she's flipping out. You know, he tries to cover the hole in the ground, too, with a um, toilet Toilet scrub. brush. Yeah. And... She's like, absolutely not. Like, you know, we can put that toilet brush up your ass or you can come fix this. Something along those lines. A little more NBC 1990s friendly. Mm-hmm. So like his rectum or something. Like very <laughs> clinical. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Where we will insert this into your rectum. Mm-hmm. Chandler comes into Monica's apartment and he's all pissed off because Joey has glued a paint can to his butt. No, on the couch there was like a varnish lid mm. and he sat down on it. And it stuck to his pants. Yeah. It ruined his pants. Comes storming over to Monica's where he shows the lid still on his pants. And he's like, look at this. You know, look at this. And I think Joey is in the bathroom at this point, right? Yeah. He's like working on her yeah. thing. He's like, you can't do that. He's like, you haven't finished this thing over here. Yeah. And they, her, him and Monica fight about which job he's going to complete first. <laughs> and Phoebe sings Cinderella, Cinderella. <laughs> like Joey yeah. is Cinderella. Yeah. Like, like, like build the unit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Read me the tile. <laughs> <laughs> To the tuna cinderella, the 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 mouse song. <laughs> Joey actually does a pretty good job on Monica's floor. It looks good, and yeah, <laughs> okay, but it kind of like it restores your faith in him. You know, like you're like, oh well, actually, you know, he had all the swagger. He's making all these mistakes, but maybe he can actually do stuff, which is good because they're about to destroy it when they show you the entertainment center. Yeah, which is so long. That it covers both of the bedroom doors, which normally abut the TV area. Yeah. And it's not like a very nice entertainment stand. Not at all. Right. It's just like all just kind of like flat plywood, you know, screwed together in like rectangular little cubbies. Yeah, it doesn't look super sturdy. I'm going to say that. No, no, not at all. It looks pretty terrible and they take forever to get it up. Actually, when they were doing like the countdown, that was pretty but, Yeah, they all had to like tilt it up mm-hmm. to lift it up. And that was, yeah, there were like three, or like, all right, on three. One, two. And Joey's like, why don't we just do it on two? Like, what? Like, why would we do it on two? Like, you know, it'll just, it's faster that way. It's like, I could have already counted three, like, several times by now. <laughs> it's like, all right, no, we're doing it on three. One, two. Are we doing it on two? Like, no. And then they all freak out and just push it up. And then, like, that's when they realize it's too wide <laughs> at that moment when they tip it up. Yeah, exactly. Like, what about where everyone was standing? Or any point before when he was building it, and I'm like, uh, this is not going to fit. Joey says, huh, when it gets up and it's, like, huge. He goes, huh, maybe my ruler is wrong. And Phoebe goes, maybe all rulers are wrong. (laughs) Yeah, which is a classic Phoebe, you Mm -hmm. know, like, really, really going spacey with it. Yeah. At the end, Joey bets Chandler that he can't fit into the entertainment One of of the cubbies, Yeah. yeah. And Chandler's like, oh, yeah, I'll take that bet. And Joey's like, all right. He gets into the entertainment cubby, and then Chandler takes, like, a piece of wood and, like, shoves it into the handle. So now He's Joey can't in get it, get out. And Joey's like, I'll take my five bucks now. And Chandler slips it through the crack. And Joey leaves. He never says, like, hey, I need to get out of here. He's just like, 
So, yeah, I thought red. that they'd have a moment where yeah. he really he doesn't he doesn't even realize he's locked in. You know? I know. I kind of like that though that he's he's just he's like just sitting there and enjoying his money, enjoying his five. He's yeah. like, drinks are on me. Yeah, he's not even thinking like, yeah, I should get out now. He's just chilling. Yeah. That's a wrap on that plot. <laughs> C plot celebrities that you can sleep with. Janice has like the you know, freebie list, like yeah, you know. her freebie list. I don't know if this is is this where the idea came from. Maybe I, I was thinking, wonder well because. It's happened in other things in this show where it's like this thing that is very common now, but it turns out it started or was popularized at least By from friends. this show. Yeah. So I was, well, I actually made a note of that. Like, I was like, is this where it was catapulted into, yeah. the, you know, the zeitgeist popular culture? Mm hmm. Urban Dictionary says the concept was popularized by this episode. The freebie list, in case you don't know, is where you can sleep with. In this case, five celebrities of your choosing. Five is pretty generous. I guess that helps yeah. you. you know? It's like a couples thing. We're like, yeah. you know, your significant other has a list of celebrities where if they can sleep with them, they are allowed to without consequence. Yeah. Chris and I, we don't have a celebrity freebie list. Or uh, I don't I don't know what it would be. I mean, my thought is if you get the chance to sleep with any celebrity, you should probably take it. <laughs> I mean, not any celebrity. Like, there well, can't be yeah. like a D-lister. Like, it has to be like a real celebrity. <laughs> okay, but like, what's the bottom tier? I don't know. That's why you have to have the list. <laughs> no, you should just have a tier. Like, a okay. tier? But then you can fight about the tiers. Like, there's going to be a fight unless there's a list. I say A and B tier celebrities. Okay, but then what's a B tier celebrity? TV. TV? Yeah, TV celebrity. Not reality. In the golden age of television? Okay, fine. But that just catches some, you know, some TV people. That's what I say. What's your proposal? A list. A specific list? I'm not... No. That's ridiculous. You can revise it. <laughs> Mine is going down to C tier. A, B, or C tier. It's not even... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're not going to hash this out now. Yeah, I've already hashed it out. Decision no. taken. Unless if there is some sort of authoritative website that ranks celebrities by these tiers. <laughs> I'm sure there is. We can consult that. Then We don't need a website. I'm already friends with Katrina. <laughs> no, I'd re I just want one that we're like someone else has already. I don't want to have to like argue like where we both present our case to <laughs> Katrina or something. I have to then. That's get an like amazing a... idea. <laughs> Celebrity fuck court. I can't believe uh, what a great idea this is. <laughs> I would watch that show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you could do it without the fucking, but just like trying to argue about which, I don't know, what tier celebrities are in. Yeah. Maybe you need the fucking, without yeah, it, it's not, it's not that entertaining. <laughs> All right, so okay. that's our next podcast. So do you think in Celebrity Fuck Court that... <laughs> Oh, you know what? I was picturing it as like a real show where the celebrity is behind a door and whether or not you get to fuck them is determined by the judge. What? Okay. No, this Cut is a totally different. This is a totally different premise okay. that I do not endorse. <laughs> Bad idea. We really got, didn't. <laughs> we've got one willing celebrity hidden behind each door. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so Chandler's list is Kim Bassinger, Basinger, Cindy Crawford, Halle Berry, Yasmin Bleeth. It's basically just like a list of, you know, hottest women in the 90s. 
Wh- who is this? Chandler? Yeah, or Chandler. Ja- yeah, Chandler's List. And Jessica Rabbit. Mm-hmm. And I get that because I remember when I was little thinking, Jessica Rabbit is who you need to look like. <laughs> 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 what, like some sort of film noir bombshell? Yes. <laughs> old old style uh, super curvy model type? Exactly. That's exactly. And now look, all the, you know, Kardashian stuff. That's, I think we can all trace that back to Jessica Rabbit, actually. Wasn't she a ginger? Yeah, but like the shapeliness and the full (laughs) lips and everything. All of us were just influenced like, oh, Jessica Rabbit, the perfect female. And now, man, I can't believe it. Yeah, she was the original unattainable Yeah, I just explained the invention of Instagram here. Uh, What? So Chandler. (laughs) I don't think you know what Instagram is. Chandler. Uh, said that he picked Jessica Rabbit, and this was my least favorite line in all of Friends, because he wanted to see if he could make her eyes pop out of her head. Like, that's what he was thinking about. And I was like, dear God, that, like, visual is so, you know, awful. Yeah, some some eye-popping orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I get it. <laughs> I but I was very disturbed. <laughs> yeah. Monica... Oh, yeah, Monica, when she's asked her list, she's like, well, first I need to get a boyfriend, and then I can pick, like, my celebrity list. And Joey's like, it's just a game, Monica. <laughs> yeah. At least they didn't uh, start her down a whole Dr. Burke thing again. Oh, God, yeah. And Ross, uh, he's asked for his list, and he's like, oh, like, I kind of need to think. But he's like, that will, that requires a lot of thought. <laughs> yeah, and like, everyone's like, ugh. It's like a whole categorize all potential, you know, <laughs> yeah. celebrities. Ross comes up with his original list, which is Elizabeth Hurley, Susan Sarandon. And Chandler is kind of picking everything apart as this goes. He's like, oh, Susan Sarandon is way too much of... Too political. Yeah, too political. Like, she'll make you donate or something, do charity. And I thought that that was so funny because, you know, Susan Sarandon, of course, her first role in... Or first big role in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. Where she's like in underwear and she was like kind of a sex symbol after that. And then now she like by the 90s, she's already eh, like over it. Washed too political. Up. Yeah. <laughs> a little, little boned out. <laughs> Not for Ross, but <laughs> for Chandler. <laughs> yeah. And his last one on his list is Isabella Rossellini. She also did like a whole animal sex play uh, that was all over NPR for some period of time. Yeah, where more she recently, was like in the last pretend- few years. Well, yeah, it was quite a few years ago now, but yeah, um, recently. Yeah, and she every like every hour on NPR they were playing this snippet where she is a spider who is like talking about whatever spider appropriation. <laughs> yeah, I would have no penis, so I would have to press against my genital opening to collect sperms with my hand-like appendages, the palpi. It made me hate Isabella Rossellini because I just got so sick of hearing this thing. <laughs> yeah, they were really uh, pushing that hard. Yeah. So now when I see her and everyone was like, oh, Isabella Rossellini, I was just like, oh, man, that fucking spider fucking story. <laughs> but Chandler, again, he's picking them all apart and he says, you can't do Isabella Rossellini because she is international. She's, she's not yeah, here She's enough. too international. Yeah, so you need to have somebody who's domestic so you might be able to see them. Yeah, someone who's in the country all the time. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, in one of the final scenes of the show, who shows up to the coffee shop but Isabella Rossellini. Yeah, well, but it's important to note that by this time, Ross has amended his list and taken 
her off and put Winona Ryder in his final list and laminated that list. Yes, he laminated that. That's very important. Chandler printed it out for him on his computer. His final list is Uma Thurman, Winona Ryder, Elizabeth Hurley, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Dorothy Hamill. Yeah, I mean, there were definitely, there was some, like, Elizabeth Hurley joke I didn't really get. There were, like, Dorothy Hamill. Like, I've heard the name. I don't really know who she is. Yeah. Like, figure skater, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um Based so, yeah. on a comment There's that Rachel some, makes, like, she's uh, only going, she only spins like that on the ice. Yeah, so there's uh, definitely some references where I'm like, yeah, like, I'm sure these made sense at the time, but, <laughs> but I, kind of, I kind of don't really get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if somebody could explain these 90s references to us, please do. <laughs> I mean, I think I get them, or like, they can't be that, I don't think they're that hard to determine. But you don't get in, them. In the moment, I wasn't yeah. like, oh, but that is, that is so true. <laughs> yeah, so by the time... Isabella Rossellini comes into the coffee shop. She is off of Ross's laminated final list. That he carries around with him. Yes. (laughs) And he sees her and he's like, oh my God, you guys won't believe this. And he goes to Jennifer and Rachel. He goes to Rachel and says, oh, like too bad I took her off my list. And she's like, oh, because you think that you would be going up there and talking with her right now and like making this happen. And he's like, "Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> She's like, all right, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. She's right there. Go talk to her. Yeah, she'll be an alternate. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay. So he goes up and he's like, hey, Isabella, like, like I'm a, I'm a fan. huge fan. He lists like some of her movies. Blue Velvet. Yeah, Blue Velvet, uh, some other stuff. And he's like, you know, it's funny because I put you on this like, you know, celebrity freebie list. She actually says like, aren't you with that woman? <laughs> He's like, yeah. yeah, she doesn't care. She understands because we have an arrangement. You see, I put you on this like celebrity freebie list where if I meet you, I can have sex with you. <laughs> She's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah it gets real. Uh, yeah. A little. Uh... Yeah. And Ross is like, oh, no, like, you know, we can have sex or something. Like, yeah. he doesn't make it better. Yeah. He's like, no, it's a compliment. Yeah, yeah it's a compliment. Like, yeah. <laughs> These are all the things you're not supposed to say. Ross, this, this was like yeah. uh, Cuomo's apology. Oh, God. <laughs> What's the, I was just joking around. Yeah. Yeah, she was a beautiful woman. <laughs> yeah. So Ross, he keeps digging himself into it. And Isabella Rossellini eventually is like, can I see the list? Because he kind of brings it out, you know, like, he oh, I hand. have he's this. He's like, oh, like yeah. the list. Like, we made, yeah. the, we made the list. And she's like, let me see that list. And he's like, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she grabs it. Yeah, she grabs it and reads it. And she's like, I'm not on this list. And he's like, uh, yeah, you see... I had to bump you because my friend said you're not international. Got to go with someone domestic. And she's like, that is so ironic because I keep a list of five goofy guys that I would sleep with if I met them in a coffee shop. And I just... Like yesterday, I took you off the list and And replaced you with that guy. Some guy just (laughs) sitting sitting off in the corner. And then she walks away. The crowd, the, you know, audience is whooping and hollering mm-hmm. and um yeah uh ross turns around and says we're just gonna be friends to his yeah. friends it was a good line it was a good uh mm-hmm. really turn it around on him oh, and that's that yeah i think that wraps up the whole list plot is there any hot friends news, friends news. this is interesting so typically i type friends news in into what? Google. <laughs> just into my phone. I, I just yell at I it. I can't believe you find anything. <laughs> and it's almost always about the TV show Friends. Like, there's usually enough news. There's something there. But from 
six hours ago, mm-hmm. one of the top stories is, and I think I picked this because it's still kind of relevant because it's about two long lost siblings. A pair of friends found out that they were biological sisters years after they met working in the same restaurant. So kind of going in the same theme of like, you know, Phoebe and her long lost brother. So two women, Cassandra, 32, and Julia, 31, began telling people they were not, uh, they were sisters not long after they started working, but a recent DNA test confirmed that they are actually biological sisters. So they just had like a playful sisterhood. They're in New Haven. They were both adopted from the Dominican Republic as babies, and they looked enough alike that uh, customers and coworkers mixed them up all the time. It's a weird coincidence. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then they found out that they had, like, seven other siblings in the Dominican Republic. (laughs) Time for French trivia? I think so. It's time for French trivia. All right, so, going with the theme here, and I actually came up with this before I searched Friends News, this is long-lost sibling trivia. Mm. So, we'll start out with question one. Best (laughs) two out of three. (laughs) I'm not going to start with question three this time. Who revealed on a 2013 Long Island radio show that they had an older half-sister that they had only recently discovered? Is it A, Mariah Carey? B, Demi Lovato? C, Steve Buscemi? Or D, Kevin James? I did not hear this at all. I don't know. Demi Lovato? That's correct! (laughs) Wow! I just picked the person I know the least about. <laughs> you know more about Mariah Carey? Yeah, I guess. Of you know course. more about Kevin James? Yes. What do you know about Kevin James? That he is a comedian and he's been in movies and TV shows and things and like that. And what do you that. know about Demi Lovato? Well, that she has some songs. Okay. So that's it. End of list. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about her. All right. Impressive. Okay. One point. What famous child found out that they had a secret British sibling? Almost the exact same age as themselves. The result of an affair from their famous father and a cocktail waitress. Is it A, Miley Cyrus? Billy Ray. Yeah. Okay, do you you know all these people? Well, no. What am I guessing about? Who's the famous child who found out? okay. Okay, yeah. B, Haley Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin's daughter. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know much about Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> he might be my answer. See, <laughs> Sophia Ritchie, Lionel Ritchie's daughter, and D, Dylan Penn, Sean Penn's daughter. Let's say Dylan Penn. Wrong. <sighs> it's Miley Cyrus. Oh. They is... like don't talk to him. His name is Christopher, just like you, and like nobody talks to him. Really? Mm-hmm. Man, so fucked. I just don't understand, like, these people who, like, they, like, he did that. Like, you're yeah. really just supposed to and be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm good on that, though. Like, I know I brought you into this world, but. Go fuck yourself You might out. as well not exist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You need to get this one. Within 10% of the correct answer, how many confirmed children did fertility doctor Jan Karbat biologically father through secretly fertilizing women with his own sperm. Within 10% or the number 10? No, within 10%. 150? Oof, no. It may be up to 200, but at this point they only have 49 confirmed. 
Oh. Not bad. Is that what you're thinking? You kind of shrugged like out oh, 49. Like that guy's a fucking it's pussy. Way, way less than I thought. I mean, <laughs> sperm must not be very good. <laughs> nice burn. That's probably the last thing he wanted to hear. <laughs> Is he in prison? He's dead. Oh. Did and he this, kill himself? No, none of this came out until like after he had died. Because like one person kind of found out through. I think they were doing DNA tests, actually. And they started to see, like, matches of people. Too many siblings? Yeah, and then it just kept happening. I was listening. I, like, half-finished a podcast about it, actually, when we were painting. The people said that, you know, at first it was like, oh, I found, like, one sibling, and I was so excited. And then uh, they were like, and then it was two more, and three more, and four more. (laughs) Why are they talking like this? They're Dutch. Oh. Well, I didn't know that. And that's not a good... <laughs> and that wasn't a killer Dutch accent. No. <laughs> I think that's it, right? Yeah, so I, I lose again. Yeah. It's tough. You know, I thought his sperm was better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny because the only one you got right was from the person that you said you knew nothing about, Demi Lovato. Yeah, you know. Did she, uh, wasn't she, was she like an alcoholic or hospitalized some, or something, yeah, like overdosed some. on something? Mm-hmm. Didn't that happen? She has some substance abuse problems. Yeah. So I know that. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's two things. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I think that's good for Just Friends, the podcast. <laughs> Catch us every week, uh, Friday by noon, and you can follow us on just.friends.podcast. On Instagram. Instagram. Tell your friends. Friends.